Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, President of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Welcome to Israel and You, and I have a very special guest with me today, Yehudit Barsky. She was with us in our last podcast, and this is part two of our discussion about Hamas. And Yehudit uh, has devoted her career to the study of Islamist terrorist organizations and movements, specifically interested in the motivations and ideologies driving the global adherence of these organizations. Yehudit has frequently focused on the combination of anti-Semitism and Islamism that seems to defy Western logic. Fluent in Arabic and Hebrew, Ms. Barsky holds a master's degree in international relations and Near Eastern studies and a bachelor's degree in international relations and Jewish history and civilization, both from New York University. With particular interest in the security of the Jewish community, Yehudit has conducted research and led the Division of Middle East and International Terrorism at the American Jewish Committee for 14 years. Ms. Barsky regularly briefs media, law enforcement agencies, and Jewish communities on the implications of terrorism on U.S. policy. She serves as Senior Advisor and Middle East Specialist for Intelligence and Analysis for the Secure Community Network. Yehudit is a Senior Research Fellow for the Institute for the Study of Global Anti-Semitism and Policy, known as ISGAP, based at Cambridge University in the U.K. at the Wolf Institute. And I met Yehudit at Oxford University this past August in ISGAP's summer program. And so, Yehudit, welcome back to Israel and you. Thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate the opportunity. And again, as I said last week, uh, you and I would have never dreamt that uh, in, in August when we were there at ISGAP Summer Institute that just a few months later we would have been faced with this crisis of, of uh, terrorism in Israel and then the global explosion of anti-Semitism. And it seems like the hatred of the Jewish people is just pouring out of the abyss of hell. And so last week we talked about Hamas and, and what they stand for. And this program, I want to talk specifically about the ideology of Hamas. And so just for my own information, is is Hamas ideology kind of like Nazi fascism? So basically Hamas has a, a, a an ideology that encompasses uh, Western anti-Semitism, as well as uh, Islamists, meaning Islamic extremist anti-Semitism. And it's an ideology. We're not, it's not a religion. There are people who are, who are Muslim who do not believe in, in Hamas and do not believe in, in, their, in their ideology. So Hamas is an a, a, uh, Islamist uh, political movement, and it has an ideology that is focused on the destruction uh, of Israel and the annihilation of Jewish people. And uh, so it is the, the Palestinian counterpart of the Muslim Brotherhood. So the Muslim Brotherhood is a worldwide global movement. Hamas is the Palestinian counterpart of that movement. Hmm. So the, 
the uh, the slogan of the Muslim Brotherhood that that Hamas shares is Allah is our goal, the Quran is our constitution, the Prophet Muhammad is our model, jihad is our path, death for the sake of Allah is our most lofty aspiration. Yeah. So that's not that's not a religion. That's an that's an ideology. Mm-hmm. And the, the charter of, of Hamas uh, states, and this is, um, there, there, all, there, there is much uh, conspiracy theory uh, promotion in the charter of Hamas, but this is, I would say, the most important part of uh, their, what their goals are, explaining their goals. That the Islamic resistance movement aspires to the realization of Allah's promise, no matter how long that should take. The Prophet uh, had said, the day of judgment will not come until Muslims fight the Jews, killing them, when the Jew will hide behind stones and trees, and the stones and trees will say, O servant of God, uh, there is a Jew hiding behind me, come and kill him. So this is referring to uh, uh, a supernatural type of occurrence, and they they believe, again, this is a, we were discussing last week, a um, taking, uh, taking, regular Islamic sources, but interpreting them in an in a, in extremist fashion. And they, they actually believe that they are going to be the people, Hamas believe they're going to be, be the people who fulfill, uh, who fulfill this. So this is, that's where they're, that is their perspective on, um, on Israel. And there's a combination of Western anti-Semitism uh, together with Islamism. And going back in the early history of the Muslim Brotherhood, there was an affinity for Nazism. Uh, and attacks against Jews at that time when there were Jews living in the middle, other countries in the Middle East uh, by, by the Muslim Brotherhood in, in, in cooperation with uh, Nazi, Nazis who were promoting that ideology in the Middle East. You know, something you said uh, last time we talked since shivers up my spine, Yehudit, and we were talking about, you were, you were explaining the three revelations uh, the revelation of Judaism, the revelation of Christianity, and the revelation of Islam. And you told me that uh, that Hamas has self-appointed itself to destroy all of the corrupted revelations. And, and as a person living in the Western world, um, in the Judeo-Christian Western world, I, I think that there is many Christians like myself that we think, well, you know, this war that's going on in Israel right now between Israel and Hamas, that's just uh, a distant war. It has nothing to do with the West. It'll never affect us. But in our discussion, you said that Hamas, when they, when they talk about these three revelations, the question they're asking is, how do we get rid of the first revelation, and the second revelation. So could you better explain that for us, uh, Yehudit? What does that actually mean? So uh, I imagine that that, uh, some of your listeners may be familiar with the fact that, uh, unfortunately, that Christians in the Middle East have have fallen upon extremely difficult times over over the last decades, and much of it it due to the, um, the fact that Islamist movements, whether it be the Islamic State uh, or, or Hamas or others, Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt, uh, have, have basically uh, persecuted 
Muslims, um, excuse me, persecuted Christians in, in their respective countries. So there is a, a very um, infamous uh, slogan that many times ends up as graffiti on the walls in, uh, in, the, in the West Bank and in, and in Gaza. Uh, first, the Saturday people, meaning Jews, then the Sunday people, meaning Christians. Wow. And the, the, concept, the, the concept is that in, in order to create and have the Islamist state that, that Hamas desires, that first you have to destroy Jews, and then you have to destroy Christians, because ultimately the only legitimate, uh, the, the only legitimate ideology, again, ideology, uh, not religion, because it's a political movement, is, is Hamas. So it includes Jews, includes Christians, includes Muslims who don't agree with them. Uh, so it, basically they, they believe that they are the only ones who have the truth, and ultimately uh, they, they're going to eliminate anyone, anyone else who disagrees with them, whether it be fellow Muslims who theologically disagree with them and don't, and don't believe in, in their uh, extremist ideology, but also non non um, non-Muslims who who have previous revelations and the, and they they believe that theirs is the 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 only truth and therefore it is legitimate to destroy all of these other people. In other words, fellow Muslims who don't agree with them, Jews and Christians. So when you so when you already believe in that you're the only one who has the truth. That's not the. That's you know again. Not it's not a it's not a regular religion and it's not a regular conflict. The regular conflict you have respect for the other side. You have a disagreement with the other side, but this is not a regular conflict. And I just wanted to for one moment as well. Sure. Um, the the Iranians who who are also Islamists from their own perspective, um, as well. Um, they they have a similar idea about. They have, they're the only ones who have the truth, and they are willing to support Hamas and Islamic Jihad and other factions that, that are willing to um, and, and believe that that is their goal and their, their highest desire to destroy Israel. So you have a, 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 global, um, a global movement that is supported by a state, meaning by Iran. So Hamas is backed by them, Palestinian, Palestinian Islamic Jihad is backed by them, uh, and there are, there are other factions as well. So that is, that is, that's the equation that they believe is the truth. Wow. And it, it defies logic. I mean, you think about all the protests happening today against Israel and college campuses. Many of these protesters are not radical Islamists. Uh, many of them may be moderate Muslims or, or, or Christians. Uh, calling for a s immediate ceasefire and calling Israel to be condemned for war crimes violations. But what you're telling me is uh, those people are in the crosshairs of, of Hamas as well, that they're seen as infidels and idolaters. And even though they're supporting Hamas with their voice and their protest, uh, if Hamas's uh, end game is actually met, those people would, would be uh, taken out as well. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I, I think there's a misunderstanding here of, of who, who their allies are. And um, that speaks to... Uh, 
what, what we call a red-green alliance between people of the far left who are not, they're not Muslim, but they're far left, and they, they uh, adhere to various uh, extreme left-wing ideologies, whether Marxism or, or uh, Trotskyism or those, those kinds of movements, uh, socialism. Uh, and then they feel that they have an affinity with, with Hamas, certainly on the issue of Israel. But, but ultimately, as happened in the Islamic Revolution in Iran, there was such a coalition uh, during the time of the late Shah uh, in, in 1979. And what happened after the revolution was the, the, the Khomeini supporters in, in Iran uh, arrested and executed all of, all of, the, all of the people from the left wing. Hmm. And wow. again, because they're the only ones who have the truth, and the people from the left wing are not—they're not going to adhere to the to the uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini's interpretation uh, of Islam. And so that's there was a temporary. In other words, they took advantage of that alliance. Um, and uh, today we have, uh, sadly, uh, people who you know, regular Americans who, of course, feel sympathy. I understand that they feel sympathy for Palestinians because. Again, no one, no one wants to have a war, uh, but they find themselves in coalition with people who, who uh, believe that, that Hamas is, is justified, and they don't realize that the end game, if they were in the Middle East, uh, that, that Hamas essentially believes that they don't deserve to be walking this earth, just like Jewish people don't, don't, don't deserve to be walking this earth. So someone who's a feminist or someone who is... Um, uh, LGBT, LGBTQ, or, or essentially Hamas is not a feminist movement. They do not believe in feminism, uh, and they believe that anyone who's LGBTQ should be executed. Hmm. So they, it's a very strange alliance, but they find common cause with, with Hamas over the issue of Israel, and I think uh, not realizing what would happen to them if they were, if they were in the Middle East and if they were under, under Hamas rule. Uh, I've heard the phrase before that Israel is the little Satan and America is the big Satan. And uh, as you said earlier, first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. So the end game uh, desire of Hamas, would, would the West be next in their, uh, in their movement? Is that what they want to do is establish a caliphate uh, over the Western world? So, so Hamas, similar to uh, other other movements, whether it be um, the, uh, his, uh, Iran uh, and Hezbollah, the, the uh, Lebanese Hezbollah terrorist organization, mm-hmm. the uh, the ideology essentially is that they have they are the only ones who have the truth, and therefore, ultimately, their their end goal is is to establish a caliphate throughout the entire world. Wow. But most mo- right now, most importantly, uh, they are they are um, quite disturbed that there is a Jewish country in the Middle East that is that is not that is that is controlled by Jewish people. So if you look at the the symbol of of Hamas, uh, on the top of the symbol of Hamas is a map of what is today Israel, hmm. the entire country. Again, this is not a normal conflict. That sh- and, it, and that shows that it's not. A normal conflict. A normal conflict. You don't say, "I claim the entire United States to be my territory," <laughs> you know. Right. Um, and that's what they're doing. They're claiming the entire state of Israel to be their territory, which means there's no compromise. 
and that me- as well, it means that ideologically they believe, and, and you'll, you'll hear this in the, in the protests as well, we want all of it, what are they saying, meaning the entire territory uh, of Israel. So we're not dealing with a regular conflict where you give a little bit of territory, uh, you make a compromise, and then both sides go home and everyone you know, builds a, a normal society that is not geared toward uh, war and destruction of, of the other party. So that is their ultimate goal. If we take, if we take Hamas and uh, Iran, Hezbollah, the Muslim Brotherhood, and we, we put them all in a pool, uh, an ideological pool, what would, what would we call that ideology? Because all, all of these groups, they would have the same ideology. Am, am I correct by saying that? Yes, they have, they have, a, similar, they have a similar ideology. The only, the only difference is, again, uh, some of the people who are interpreting their ideology have slight, uh, slight differences because they're, they're in different countries. But ultimately, if we, if we put them into the same pool, it, it is Islamism. And the fact that they are promoting terrorism, so it's uh, it's Islamist organizations that are that are promoting terrorism, and ultimately, uh, from their point of view, they they believe that they will create a caliphate that will control the the entire world. And if wow. they were to, and if they were to do that, the perfect uh, culmination of that would mean that there are no longer any Jewish people who walk this earth, no longer any Christians who walk this earth no longer any other religion other than people who follow uh, their uh, Islamist ideology. Uh, no, no one else. There's a, there's a supremacist element to that. Uh, it's, not ra- it's, not, it's not racist like, like Nazism, but there's, a, there's an, uh, uh, an ideological su- supremacist element to that, that no other, no other religion is a legitimate religion. Hmm. And so only Islamism is, is the... Uh, again, they're they're abusing religion in order to make up a, a um, an ideology. So the the only the only uh, proper way to worship is their ideology, and the only proper way to believe is their ideology. So it's a a suprem- there is a supremacist uh, concept at the center of it. So what this means is Yehudit is that, it, and if we we say there's 1.8 to 2 billion Muslims in the world, uh, they say that 25 percent are radicalized. That means there's 500 thousand uh, Islamists. And again, there's a difference between Islam and Islamism. And you've t- taught us that Islamism is a radical fascist ideology. So what you're saying is the, the, the ones on the, the path, the ones that have the true, uh, true religion, and they want to eradicate the other two revelations, which is Judaism and Christianity, they will also... Uh, murder the 1.5 billion Muslims as well that don't follow their radical fascist ideologies. Is that true? Yes. Essentially, this is, we, we've already seen, before, before Hamas did this, uh, if you recall the, the Islamic State uh, during that period in, in Iraq, where anyone, anyone who did not either keep their head low, if they disagreed with them, and they would keep their head low and try not to. Uh, uh, they certainly weren't expressing themselves because they knew that they would be killed. Anyone who violated the interpretation of uh, the the Islamic State's interpretation, ideological interpretation, people would be ex- executed. People would have their you know people would have their hands cut off. 
uh, etc. And, 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 and women would be executed um, for various violations of, in, in certain cases, uh, just false claims because, again, they were intent on enforcing their ideology on their fellow Muslims. So I think we have a, 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 very, a very prominent example of what happens when an Islamist movement takes over, whether it be the Islamic State, and we also we see as well uh, what has happened in, in Iran uh, with, with women who don't want to, uh, to, wear, to wear hijab and who are feminists and who, and who want their rights to be respected. So... If you, in other words, if they take over in a, in a country or in a place, which has happened in, in Gaza as well, anyone who opposes them, they execute them. They, they basically enforce their ideology on everyone else. And uh, because it's a dictatorship, it's, it's very hard to know about the people who, who oppose them. And, we, of course, we do know that there are people in, in Gaza who, who oppose Hamas. Uh, they're the ones who are being victimized by, by Hamas. Um, just as people from people in in Iraq were be, were being victimized by the Islamic State and people in Iran were being victimized by the by the regime there, anyone who disagrees with the regime, uh, as we we've, we've seen all the reports of people being uh, arrested and not heard from again, etc. So we're talking about extreme extreme ideology, extremely brutal regime, and again, their their ideology is that they're they are the only ones who have the truth and. Any, any of their fellow Muslims who disagree with them are subject to persecution and death if they do not disagree with them. And then uh, this progression follows as well to people who are, who are non-Muslim, uh, as, we, as, as I mentioned before. You've really opened my eyes today, Yehudit, and I, I understand that um, we in the West, we are not sheltered from this ideology. I mean, if we think there's 500 million radicalized Islamists in the world that want to destroy not only Judaism and Christianity, starting with Israel and then heading to the West, uh, we're in a very, very harrowing, dangerous time in history. So it's not a time for us to be silent as Christians. Uh, Ellie Wiesel, Holocaust survivor, said, silence helps the perpetrator but never the victim. It's a time to stand up, to speak out, uh, for our Jewish communities here in America as anti-Semitism rises <clears throat> and uh, stand up for the state of Israel. So Yehudit, thank you so much for being with us again on Israel and You. I so appreciate your work and all that you do uh, to fight anti-Semitism that is growing around the world. Thanks for being with me, Yehudit. Thank you so much, and I and I ask uh, all all of th- thank you so much for the opportunity, and I ask all of you to please stand on the right side of history, on the moral side of history, uh, because that's that is that is the situation that we are in now. That we need to stand up and be on the right side of history and be moral people, and and make sure others join us. Thank you very very much. That's an amazing statement, Yehudi, and so appreciate you being with us. And we'll see you all next time on Israel and you.